0: Welcome back. It's the 50th episode of Junior Funners. And uh they said we couldn't do it, but here we are, you know. Um they didn't want us to succeed, but can't keep can't keep uh, good good men down. Um so here we are. It's Junior Funners episode number 50. It's only taken us t- two years to get to this point yeah. um you know yeah we've had some some gaps in theory we should be on our hundredth episode or so by now, but uh you know we, nobody's paying us to do this, so no. f- fuck you um, <laughs> I'm joking, of course thank you for for tuning in and, and joining us on this momentous occasion um Junior Funners is the uh Premiere podcast about Arsenal and that, and uh, it's brought to you by the Fun Boys, which is me. I'm Ollie, and it's also Lawrence, who's over there.
1: Hello, hello, Ollie, and listeners. I am recovering from a a slight illness, Uh, recovering up on the bend, but uh, I'm here. We're all back. We're here.
0: Yeah, that's that's one of the factors in sort of why there's been a bit of a delay in recording this episode because we. Uh, Well, we had the international break for a a couple of weeks, and we thought, "Eh, "Fuck it, no point." You know, what are we going to talk? You know, what are we going to talk about? England? Come on! I wear an England shirt, but and uh, uh, then after the international break, that's true. You are wearing an England shirt right now. Um, But after the international break, uh, you know, life got gets in the way sometimes, and then uh, Lawrence has been struck down by uh this this wicked plague uh it's not not, cor- it's not, not covid
1: corona. luckily got tested uh, no we'll, we'll we'll go
0: tested negative yeah. so
1: it did hurt when they uh swabbed swapped me in the bump uh you know, i i just i think that's the same for everybody right
0: yeah yeah i mean i it, i yeah i mean, yeah, I mean they only they only put it in my nose, uh, but I, I suppose they, oh. which which order did they, which order did they do it in? Was what? it nose first and then bomb hole or no, they just bomb said, hole then nose? No, they just
1: said trousers down, stick, out, stick your bum out the window. I was like, all right. And it were there for a couple of minutes, yeah. you know, sort of back and forth, back and forth. I don't know what. It was like, ow, yeah. ow, ooh, yeah. ooh. You get used to it after a while, but. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: And then i uh, done That's... and uh, he said, thank you for that. And off you go. I was like, all right.
0: And that's some good old-fashioned uh, carry-on style humour uh, that uh, that you, you can enjoy with us. Um, but yeah, so we we can't we we can't put it off any longer. It's it's the, the the hottest topic in football at the moment. It's in fact it's a story that is developing as we're recording right now. Um, so I'm just going to dive in and ask Lawrence. Two minutes silence for Prince Philip at the start of the the games. Was it enough, in your opinion?
1: Absolutely not. I think we needed a full uh, no. ninety nine minute silence.
0: Well, that was yeah. That was that was my uh, my 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 plan or my, my suggestion to honour um, to honour our Phil uh, was to for all of the referees to add uh, nine minutes to the end of the match, regardless of what had happened so there'd be 9 minutes of additional time meaning that the, the you know the the total running time of the match would be 99 minutes to uh, to honor uh, the duke of um uh what was he the duke of edinburgh
1: Cuk- Edinburgh. Oh. scotland
0: oh yeah um yeah i um so yeah so that's uh, but it yeah very very controversial uh topic in the world of football right now some people I uh, feel that uh, yeah when the yeah two minutes was too long, some people say it's not long enough um but uh, yeah um was there anything else going on
1: uh well <clears throat> apart from Arsenal's um topsy turvy uh, s- uh, form uh, been a bit of recent uh controversy yeah involving uh our Come- quote unquote elite clubs elite clubs. Involving uh, to them, they're all gonna yes make their own league. This called the Super League. It's been whatever ten years in the in the making or whatever, and this is uh, just boom, just like that. They're like, oh yeah, we're we're, yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do our own thing now. Screw screwed a lot of you.
2: Bye.
0: Yep. Uh, no no stakes involved whatsoever. You know, there's no. Uh, no relegation uh or promotion or anything or, or draft uh, system involved um yeah just going to just just yeah the the sort of 15 or so richest teams in Europe just jerking each other off basically was was the plan um but yeah so this this podcast comes at a, this episode of the podcast comes at an interesting time because we <laughs> originally when we scheduled the recording um for this episode we thought we'd be talking about the formation of the breakaway, the so-called Super League, Uh, but now it seems we're going to be talking about the formation and almost immediate disbandment of the Super League Um, as news has come through, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes before we started recording here, uh, that Man City and Chelsea are both planning to withdraw. Uh, They're both uh, filling out the relevant paperwork to try and get out of it, Um, uh, having faced just backlash from all sides, basically. I mean, it is it, that's <laughs> does anyone think it's a
1: good idea? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, Spurs thought it. it was just dandy today. Uh, the uh, b- b- long died joking, of course. Uh, but I bet they all thought, yeah, we're, we're elite, yeah, we don't want anything, but we're elite, yeah, we're we're part of the super, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're part of this club too, we're yeah, <laughs> we're we're part of the big six. Um, yeah, so it, it's, so basically, yeah, j- j- I suppose just setting some more context here to, to what Lawrence said, the, it was announced on Sunday afternoon of this week that, um, there's sort of long been sort of rumors and talk of there being a, a, a European super league being formed, uh, by the quote unquote. Top teams of, uh, of of Europe, and it was announced that twelve teams, uh, including the so called Big Six of the Premiership, so that's Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Spurs. Um, For some reason, yes, <laughs> uh, had all yeah, had all, were all included with this, along with um, I think the only other countries involved with it was Italy and Spain, wasn't it? it was just, yeah. <coughs> Atletico, uh, Madrid, Real Madrid, <laughs> Barcelona. Um, both, is it both the Milans and yeah. Juventus?
1: Was there no PSG? I would have thought PSG would
0: have been... Um, well, yeah, I, I was surprised. I mean, I, I'm assuming that they were wanting... Because they they were saying that there were... Uh, was it up to five other teams were were planning on joining? And I, I, I mean, PSG usually never miss an opportunity to, you know throw around stupid amounts of money. So, I mean, they, they love, they, yeah, they, they love kind of flaunting how, uh, ridiculously wealthy their owners are. So I, I, I'm surprised that they weren't part of this initial announcement. I assume they were going to be announced at some point, but, um, yeah, it's, it, uh, it, it, it was announced on Sunday afternoon and the, uh, the reaction, the negative reaction to it was immediate. Um everybody you know, from pundits to fans to uh other football clubs, pretty much every every governing body in football, um, you know, the the, the Premier League, uh UEFA, FIFA, uh all condemned it, um, saying that it's a, it just a it's just a just stupid, <laughs> just a preposterous idea. Basically the the plan is, yeah, you've got all these uh elite football teams playing against each other. Um And, and that's it, you know, it, 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 you, I I guess if you finish top, you probably win like a trophy or something, but it's not like by finishing at the top, you qualify for a, 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 you know, you don't qualify for whatever the next level up would be in the competition in the same way that, you know, in a domestic league, if you finish either at the top of the league or within the top three or four, you can qualify to play in Europe against other teams uh, of similar stature. You know, there's, there's nothing like that in place. It's not as though they'd be qualifying to play in like a, you know, a worldwide tournament or something. Um, so yeah, the teams, that, the, 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 team that finish at the top would presumably get some kind of trophy and one would assume, uh, some amount of ridiculous prize money and the team at the bottom, uh, nothing happens. Uh, there's no, no stakes. There's no jeopardy involved whatsoever for, uh, not winning or not performing well in this so-called elite league. um, which again you know it I, the, the term elite is obviously in very heavy quotation marks because as several people uh, were very quick to point out, a lot of the teams involved aren't exactly uh what i mean certainly this season performing among the best in europe by by quite some distance uh, i would say is 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 that uh is that fair Lawrence?
1: On, sorry test um sniff bla my nose sorry uh, yes um.
0: Sorry, I caught you blowing your nose.
1: <clears throat> oh dear! I'll cut Right.
2: <clears throat> no, they don't.
1: Well, certainly Arsenal don't. Um, they don't deserve to be in this uh, considered elite anymore. I mean, well, it's, it's the problem is like,
0: I mean, yeah. There's there is there's a very real possibility that Arsenal won't even finish in the top half. Uh, of the table hmm. um, this season, so yeah, the idea that they're going to be playing among the uh, the 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 teams that are calling themselves the best in Europe. I mean, again, you know, the, alongside other teams that haven't actually won trophies or league titles for well, some of them ever, and then others haven't won for decades. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, it's it's just a bunch of billionaires jerking each other off because they've created a you know. They've created the ultimate kind of way of branding, basically. You know, they, they do like, you know, they can do an NFL style thing where, th- like I said, there's no stakes or jeopardy to the actual uh, games. It's just a chance to sell more ad revenue. It's such a stupid, like a stupid kind of corporate way of thinking about it where it's like, you know, oh, <laughs> we get more people tuning in on TV or streaming um, when, there's, when there's a big game. You know, when it's two big teams playing each other. So what if we had a tournament that was just big games? And it's just like, that is just completely right. not how, <laughs> just not how the sport works.
1: Well, my, also, my general view is that when the big teams do play each other, they're a snooze fest half the time. And this mm-hmm. is the Champions League final where, where they're trying to, or semi-final where they're actually trying to win it's, you know, because they've got that aggregate and away goals and yeah, whatnot. And, but majority of time, when you watch Champions League and you see the big teams play against each other for the hundredth time, you've, you know, it sort of becomes meaningless seeing Real Madrid and Barcelona. And you're like, this, this is boring. I don't care. So the whole, like, yeah. the idea, oh, yeah. But even in
0: the Premiership. The idea of seeing. Even in the Premiership this season, there's been like, there's been like, the, like, uh, there's, there's been, yeah, been some real fucking shitters, like the, like uh, was it Man City and United when they they played at Old Trafford? Like that was so fucking boring. Yeah. And um, again, I think when uh, Man United played Chelsea at Old Trafford, it was just like, ugh, it, yeah, it's just like, it's, like on match of the day, like they were struggling to find like highlights to talk about because it's just. And again, these are supposedly two titans of the game uh you know these two giants of english football and it's just like the idea that it's like just because just because they are who they are means that the actual spectacle of the match is going to be worth watching is fucking baby brained like it's just such a like it's like a little kids understanding of how of how football and how sport yeah. in general works
1: yeah it feels like uh on fifa when you get your demo and you get you just basically get the basic teams Arsenal United or Dortmund City, uh, you know. Yeah, it's just like Real Madrid or Barcelona. You get the you get the uh, five or six teams to choose from. That's what it feels like. It's just like you may as well make it a FIFA demo, the FIFA demo yeah. league. You may as well call it that.
0: It's pretty much what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. The, the 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 Goldbridge League. Um, although, I, I, to be fair, like it, it again. This, this, idea, the the whole idea and premise of the, the ESL, um, European Super League as it's, you know, as it's being abbreviated to ESL already, um, again, it's, it's such an obviously bad idea that even people like Goldbridge and United Trey were like speaking out against it in ways that I was like, yeah, I, you know. I guess they have to, you know, you know, broken clock is right twice a day or whatever. Like even they are right about this. It reminded me of when, like when Piers Morgan took over Larry King's show in America and he got in, um, he got in loads of trouble because whatever the, whatever the most recent mass shooting was at the time that he was hosting it, he was talking about like, you know, how terrible the gun control laws and how, you know, just the, 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 the problem with guns in America. Um, and you know, obviously it's America, you know, they, they, don't like being told that guns are bad, especially by a, you know, uppity Brit. Um, It's
1: Piers Morgan. It was just like, yeah, like
0: even, even Piers Morgan, even Piers Morgan (laughs) is, you know, is, is, is on the right side of this issue. Like, come on, like how, like it's so obviously, like it's so obvious where the line is in terms of like, whether this is a good idea or not.
1: Yeah. It feels to me though, it probably won't happen. Hopefully, it won't happen. But um, if, if teams are now pulling, if two teams, well, one team is pulled out, if Chelsea are next to go, then probably have, if all these big clubs will have a big, big, uh, embarrassed face, and they'll be like, Oh, uh, sorry, it was just a prank. LOL, just, uh, just, uh, just, uh, yeah, just, yeah it was <laughs> just having a bit of a joke,
0: you know. Uh, it was a it was actually a, it was a social experiment. <laughs> uh, it's a social experiment for our YouTube channel. Uh, so <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe and please keep buying season tickets. Epic prank. Funny. Um, huh.
1: yes, laugh emoji. <laughs>
0: yeah. Epic, epic European Super League prank, brackets, social experiment. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, yeah. Yeah everything that we are saying is what we would have been saying anyway but then yeah like as we've as we've gone to air uh, as it were you know as we started recording um yeah we we've, we've had the announcement that man city and chelsea are, uh, are going to be pulling out and that ed woodward uh, the v- vice executive chairman or whatever some combination of those words of man united um is is going to resign at the end of the year um Looks as though that might be something that may or may not have something to do with the fact that uh, Man United's, uh, well, according to the BBC Sport website, Man United's shares were down more than 6.5% on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, So, mm, yeah, it might be that he's sort of trying to wash his hands of that um, before before the real fallout of all of that happens. Um but uh but yeah, there's just there's sort of bombshells dropping left and right here. Um the the I mean the the match that, that was supposed to kick off tonight at eight PM between Chelsea and Brighton was delayed by fifteen minutes because there was fan protests outside the stadium. They uh, reckon there's something in the something in the neighborhood of a thousand fans um protesting outside the stadium. Um it, yeah, I mean it it, it people fucking hate this idea man like it's 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 hard to to, you know for people that aren't necessarily like following football or whatever it is hard to overstate the universal backlash that this idea has been faced with
1: yes um is this was this basically just done because of because of covid and because they haven't had like their usual number of people going to watch and so it's just been like some sort of desperate move just to make up the money.
0: Probably. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Cause it, it's, it, the, the, the primary uh, one would imagine that the primary, uh, draw from a revenue point of view would be, uh, you know, ad sales and the streaming rights. I mean, the, the like TV money and streaming money in football has been, you know, it, It's been fucking insane for a few years now, hasn't it? I mean, the amount of money involved in, um, in like TV rights for, for like the premiership alone is, is well into the billions. Um, and the fact, you know, it, the fact is that like the teams that get promoted from the championship to the premiership immediately become quite, you know, they, they immediately become quite a lot wealthier just without, before a ball's even been kicked just because of the like the the TV rights um so it, it yeah i mean it, it, it the idea that that yeah they were going to sell they were going to sell this crap internationally to uh you would imagine to america well to north america and to asia um and the fact that you know there wouldn't there wouldn't necessarily be a need for domestic matches either. So these matches could potentially be played, you know, they could, they could do like tours of, of Asia or, or, or like the Middle East, you know, they could play matches in Dubai or Abu Dhabi or play matches in New York or whatever. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's sort of squarely aimed at like trying to squeeze every fucking penny, um, mm. from streaming the matches around the world.
1: I see. Yes. Yeah, so, <clears throat> seems like, well, Florentino Perez, the Real Madrid uh, president, I think they call him, he seems to be the only one who he thinks this is just fine and dandy, just thinks this, this will save football, this is what yeah. every little kid will want. It's like, really, it's just like, yeah, well, had- I just want loads of money, screw everyone else. I'm, you know. He's real. Yeah.
0: Yeah he had some real gems in the 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 like the the press conference that he that he had where he was sort of saying uh he was saying young people he kept talking like you said he kept talking about young people he was like kids the kids want this like you know kid, this is for future generations they'll love it and uh kids these days don't want you know these these kids with their these kids with their the popes malone and their and their cardib Card- uh <laughs> you know they 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 don't want they don't want boring they t- they don't <laughs> Cardi B Cardi- with a with and, a wap,
1: and their li- um, the Lily, the Lily they don't Nace. One, Lily Nace. What was that's his The
0: yeah, the, <laughs> Lil Lil Nax. Um, they don't. Yeah, they don't want uh, boring football matches. They don't want low quality matches. Is what he said. Um, he, uh, he didn't say all this stuff about Cardi B, but he did say that young people don't want low quality matches, which is just the biggest fuck you to yeah. everybody in football that is not involved in this stupid league. <laughs> like just, that, just a, just a colossal middle finger to, I don't know, everybody in the Bundesliga. Like, it, you know, it's it, it just insane.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just a problem. I think when, uh, you're, uh, extremely wealthy and uh, don't have a clue. And, uh, you're,
0: yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, he probably his really grand showed his ass.
1: His grandson, I if he has, probably has a grandchild. Maybe, maybe they're you know, extremely wealthy, and they're like, father, I don't want to see uh, you know, or grandfather, you know, I don't want to see uh, you know, Re- grandpapa, grandpapa, I don't want to see uh, Real Madrid play. You know, I don't want to see Real Madrid go out of the Copa del Rey to some you know, second or third. Do, do, uh, third level uh, Spanish yeah. club like they have done Tier team, yeah. and uh, yeah can we just invent a league where they just you know get whipped by everyone else who's an elite club rather than the poor clubs oh god that's such a good idea
2: yeah
0: pretty much yeah yeah or, he, or like you said he just saw one of his grandkids playing a FIFA demo and noticed that it was only <laughs> it's only like the six biggest teams I
1: mean if I be, be devil's avocado, right, and say that I do worry that kids, in some ways, do only support the big clubs. I mean, maybe a lot of them grow out of it, but it does. Yeah, it, but, it, but what, it's kind of
0: what's new. Yeah, what's new about that, really? I mean, that's 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 yeah. as old as that's a that's a thing as old as football, isn't it? Like kids, kids, stu- you know, they're stupid. You ever tried talking to one? They're fucking yeah, idiots. Yeah. Um, you know just more it's all it's all it's all goo goo this and gaga that it's infuriating yeah um but yeah the the um i've oh, I lost my train of thought there um but it, yeah the
2: the
0: um i've completely yeah sorry yeah i completely derailed myself with uh with that um I'm just going to do a quick, we'll do a quick score update while I try and regather my thoughts. Nil nil, Chelsea Brighton. So obviously, this whole thing has got Chelsea pretty rattled. Um,
1: well, they're now, uh, they're now, uh, they're now, uh, they're now uh, it does look as though they're having, what's the word I'm looking for? They're now, uh, oh God. I can't never think of the word when I want to use it. It's typical. You know, formidable team, you know, under uh, Tuckle, turn them into a. Watertight mm. defensively, and uh, boring as fuck going forward. Because <laughs> I saw, a- I saw, um, yeah, he's- I saw, I saw it uh, a bit of Man City v Chelsea the other day. I was like, God, as I was saying, like when the big clubs play one hour, it's so boring. These just damn these clubs. Mm. <laughs> it was, it was a real bore fest. It
0: is quite often, yeah. They just kind of cancel each other out. It's yeah. It's not. It's not a guaranteed recipe for an interesting match. Oh, that was it. Yeah, the other thing that Perez said was that, um, you know, the again the amount of money being thrown away. There's something like five point three billion pounds or five point three billion euros that's going to be, um, you know, divvied up between the teams that sign up for this stupid thing as as an incentive. Um, and he was asked about you know the amount of money involved in something like this, and won't it just you know it'll just create a bigger kind of Poverty gap I guess in in football between you know the the top level and everyone else, and his response to that is that there would be a trickle down effect to the grassroots of football yeah. uh, with the amount of money being spent at the very top, which is demonstrably bollocks I mean the amount of you know people that I saw people sort of making the argument that like you know you can't really say that this is the uh, oh, money's money's suddenly ruining football. This, you know, this is this is a result of money ruining football. You know, money. If you want to get technical, money's been ruining football for a long time. Um, depending on what your definition of ruining is, but like you know, the the rich clubs are very very rich, and then there's everyone else, um, and that's basically what this is. And the idea that the richest clubs in Europe spending even more money is going to help anybody else <laughs> is just bullshit i mean that's that's ronald reagan ass fucking economics isn't it that's 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 exactly what reaganomics was which has been proven again and again and again to be completely fake
1: yeah well i'm not expert on ec- sorry am i, am ec- I bo- ec- sorry am i boring you Lawrence? no you started talking about economics so i was like oh god <laughs> sorry i was trying to cough <laughs>
0: Yeah, Freakonomics, now, we, now we're now getting somewhere. Freakonomics, a, ec- that's my ec- shit. I'm
1: not an economist, so I don't know what a...
0: Economist.
1: I When I hear trickle down, I just, like, you know, go straight over my head, so... Uh, I, everyone, everyone says it's...
0: You think you're... You, you hear trickle down, you think it's... it's you're, you're pissing you, down you, my neck you, you, and uh, tell me it's raining. Sort of... Is it, is, yeah, stood up from the toilet too fast. That's that's what you think it is. With, you yeah. Know, without, yeah, without shaking. Yes,
1: yeah, like oh god, piss down my leg. Oh, gotta get a bit of tissue, dab it off. Uh, it's every
2: time.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but yeah,
0: um, it's, it's like, but yeah, he said, yeah, we want to, we want to save football. That's that's what his that's so the the grand plan for saving football is to uh, <laughs> make it exclusive to. Like a dozen clubs, and no one else. That's yeah. that's their plan to save all of football.
1: Yeah. Well, my my only hope is it probably won't work out. I think a lot of the English clubs hopefully see a bit of sense. We tend to. Um, I think this is really, in many ways, because I've heard that Barcelona have become a club where they are spending a billion. They owe a million to whatever the bank, the Spanish bank or whatever. They owe, a, they owe a billion, they spend a billion, and they have like a yeah, billion pound deficit. So if you look at, maybe it's a Barcelona Madrid thing mm. right now, maybe in Spain, I don't know how things are in Spain, maybe things aren't so great. So it's kind of maybe them sort of giving it a bit of a push, trying to get everyone else to come in and join in. And I mean...
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, certainly that. You know, yeah, that, that Perez was—he's—he's he's the guy making the most noise about why it's a good idea. Um, kind of the only one really that's that's saying anything positive about it, um, apart from a few kind of dipshit, um, uh, kind of public intellectual types on Twitter that I saw. Um, you know, the usual suspects on you know Matt, Matty Iglesias and all those sorts of people. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I think like you say is now it, it the with Man City and Chelsea um kind of withdrawing um it would make the other four teams from the premiership look incredibly bad if they didn't also withdraw. I mean you you would hope that this is the start of a like a domino effect. Yeah. And the whole kind of uh you know it's the start of a domino effect and the whole house of cards begins collapsing on itself.
1: It all started with Mourinho, uh, sacrificing himself by residing from Spurs. Yeah. 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 That's what happened. Yes, bravely that, brave, <laughs> brave Mourinho he, he,
0: bravely jumping on the grenade. Yeah. 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 Some reports are saying that, cause I mean, yeah, we haven't even talked. That's how big a fucking deal this story is. We haven't even talked about, I mean, what are we, tw- uh, 25, oh, 30 minutes yeah. in to the episode. We haven't even talked about the fact that Jose has been sacked by Spurs. Um, and depending on who you talk to, he either found out about the Super League and uh, refused to take training on Monday, at which point he was probably sacked. Or uh, <laughs> the other scenario, which uh, which I would like to posit and I feel is far more likely, uh, he found out he was going to be sacked and refused to take training on Monday. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, been knocked out of Europa League, and uh, not Spurs not getting into a Champions League qualifier probably won't be getting a Champions League spot. Uh, he basically failed mm. in his uh, objectives, and so and then recent in recent games they have been losing or drawing, and uh, you know it's not been great yeah. great form, and so it was. Uh, Usual thing of Mourinho, dimin- diminishing returns, and uh, the only thing I know about is in economics because <laughs> you can apply it to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, law of diminishing returns mm. and uh, Mourinho you know, getting short and short is his yep. time at football clubs, and uh, yeah, we all, we all know it's going to happen eventually. It's like, but it happens at the right time for him again. It's yeah, great I mean, PR. He's he much- can he can go around. I'm such a hero. I I was the first was against this yep. uh yeah Maria yeah i such stood a... up for
0: football in the face of the uh the super league and that's why that's why i you know i got i got fired for the for the truth is uh yeah he's, like that ugly guy from google he's
1: he's um, our jesus he's he he died so that football could live
0: exactly he his career died uh so that football may live um also, I, d- I mean, it, it's also very funny that they sacked him, uh, what, f- five days before the cup final? Six days yeah. before the cup final? Like, they're not taking any chances with the fact that they have, they have a chance to win a trophy, uh, for the first time in f- 13 years. Um, that's if you don't count the Audi Cup, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah so they 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 they're just completely not they're not gambling at all uh with uh, the the fact that they might actually win a trophy um so yeah that they th- him and uh, all of his coaching staff as well i believe were also sacked which again would indicate that um he was going to be sacked rather than him just volunteering to you know him volunteering to leave uh for the integrity of the club which i find very hard to believe um yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, so. It's uh, Ryan Mason's now taking over for the rest of the season at Spurs, and we'll see if uh, he does any better. I mean, they're probably, you know, they'll they'll probably get a bit of a new manager bounce, but I I doubt they'll get into the Champions League.
1: Well, this will probably be the um, summer in which Cherry Kane will probably uh, hope. Well, I think he should, Uh, not because I'm a bitter old Arsenal fan. But because you know he's a good player and he needs to be a <laughs> perish the thought. He's he's a good player. He needs to be a good club, and he should make the move to yeah. a team that is going to actually win something. And uh, you know, whether that be this country or in another yeah, country, t-
0: too good to not be winning trophies. Way way too good to not be winning uh, trophies and titles and things.
1: And he just looked that he's leading the assists as well as the goals. So you know something up uh, he's quite uh yes he's a very good player, I will say
0: you know. i mean he's been yeah he's been great kind of all over the pitch for for Spurs this season because obviously given the uh very the you know inherently negative approach that jose plays with he's had to do quite a lot of defensive work and he's been really good at that as well um yeah. considering how you know, crap a lot of strikers are when it comes to kind of tracking back and making tackles and blocks and things. Um, He's been really, so he, yeah, I mean, he's been the, the, unsurprisingly, you know, he's been the main man for, um, for Spurs, but uh, yeah, I I mean, if he doesn't go this summer, he's a fucking idiot, right? I mean, he's, he's got to go, he's got to go somewhere.
1: Yeah. He needs to, uh, he needs to get out of that dub. get out of that, Stupid club Get out of rubbish And he needs to be at a club Where Yeah Even if it's Manchester City Yeah He still be some reason That Manchester City That um, Guardiola really don't like Aguero For some reason I know Aguero's had his troubles With injuries and fitness But Even if he is fit He still won't pick him And it's like What has he got against Aguero? Yeah it's
0: It's odd I don't know if it's just because I don't know if it's just because Aguero's leaving at the end of the season. He doesn't want to seem like he's relying on him or whatever. But it's just like <laughs> it's, it's Aguero. He's so good. Just play him.
1: Yes, he likes his uh, he likes his false nines. He's been using uh, Phil Foden. He's the new, new prodigy now. Phil Foden. He's the new next big thing. Yeah, yeah. He looks quite good.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, from an England point of view, it's, it's yeah, he it does, he looks very, uh, very promising. We should probably, now that we've kind of, um, I think we, we've sort of covered all the angles of the the ESL thing, haven't we?
1: Yeah, no well, less. it's, it's, uh...
0: I mean, like, I suppose the I mean, well, literally even like the, you know, the British government, you know, was saying that it's a bad idea and they were going to do, that I saw a statement, like, from, I, can't remember, I don't know if it was from the Minister for Sport or from Boris himself, but saying that, uh Nothing was off the table. No, no measures were off the table to make it stop. Which does make it sound like they were just gonna, we're gonna use you
1: tanks and submarines.
0: Exactly. Yeah, they were just gonna. They were gonna nuke. They were just gonna nuke uh, okay. Europe.
1: Which you know
0: they probably that's a that's a vote winner for some people.
1: Oh yeah, I'm getting hard now. I'm just thinking. Oh yeah.
0: Will you <laughs> will you launch Trident at at Brussels?
1: Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I
0: yeah, Ger- Jeremy Corbyn doesn't have the balls to launch nuclear weapons at Brussels.
1: I love Brussels sprouts. I don't know why I said.
0: Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, we should we, we should probably talk about Arsenal, shouldn't we? For a little oh, bit.
1: At do least. we? Do we have to? Oh man. Oh, yeah, God, I was I having think we fun. I was having joy myself. Yeah,
0: it's the fiftieth episode. People uh, have. Yeah, people have come to expect it. Um, okay, so uh, later than usual, here is Arsenal News. Yeah. And uh, the news is, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's not bad. Yeah. It's good and bad, it's, as always. It's, it's, as always, with Arsenal, consistently inconsistent. Um, it's uh, frustrating as hell.
1: It's like, uh, it's like uh, you've got a bag of the crucial sorts. Yeah. Ooh, I don't like that one. Ooh, that one's quite nice. Anyway, sorry about that. Let's carry on.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, i from when we last recorded, I mean, there's so much to kind of. I, there's no, I feel like there's not really much point going like game by game, um, to kind of you know catch up on, on everything that we've missed. Um, the headlines, obviously, we're in the the we're in the semi-finals for the Europa League. That's yeah. the big thing. isn't it? That's that's sort of the the main one. Yeah, Europa League. That's basically it's, all. That's it's
1: the only thing. What the only the only good thing going is the Europa League guys. Yeah, a very very pessimistic. All just keeping us going. Yeah, we're meeting uh, our old uh, our old manager Uno Emery. Just just you know just just what you want. You just want to. We got we got our ex manager. We have got our ex. We have got to meet our ex in the semi final. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be oh awkward. It's gonna be all, awkward. And we
0: have to look amazing.
1: Oh God, we have to show that we don't think about we have to at
0: really all. rub it in his face and look absolutely gorgeous,
1: absolutely fierce, and just you know. Just yeah, you know, yeah, yes, Queen Slay. And we're gonna to have to Um
0: that. but yeah, we yeah. So we got to play. We we got to play Unai Emery's Villarreal in the semi-finals, which is going to be interesting because you know the Europa League is is Emery's that's Emery's competition. This yeah. is right in his wheelhouse, isn't it? You know he he sort of has the same sort of affinity for the Europa League as Wenger had for the FA Cup.
1: Yeah, it's great being the only one who wants, it's like another, I've come up with so many great analogies, I don't know, but it's like, you Emery just loves Europa League. It's like, it's, how could I, actually I won't make that analogy. That would be quite, that would be quite rude. Uh, It's like somebody who really (laughs) loves, someone who really loves the uh, discount sausages at Tesco is like, Oh yeah, yeah. No one, no one buys a whole yeah. load. Uh, no one loyalty, else is buying these. You know? No, they're a bargain. 50 you know, p, or whatever. fifty <laughs> p for a pack of eight. Oh, bargain. It's twenty p. I don't know.
0: He's won more European competitions than we have. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too. Uh, I wouldn't get too sassy about it. Um. But yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, on 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 the way to the semi final, we beat. Um, we beat Slavia Prague and their team of racists, yeah. um, which was very satisfying. Uh, not only did we beat, I mean, we, we, you know, we didn't just beat them. We beat them. Um, yeah. After a very frustrating home leg where we only managed to draw one all um, for whatever reason on that night, nothing was going in. Um, yeah. Just kept fluffing easy chances. And then of all people, um, the problem child, Nicholas Pepe, comes on my man, and Pepe. yes
1: yeah. finally
0: uh <laughs> gets, he he for for once he got an easy chance and he took it um which was very yeah. nice to see
1: i was i was very pleased um i didn't watch the game because you know i was i didn't look this is what happens when i watch the game you can't see viewers, but under me and ollie's uh, webcam here you could quite see mm. ollie my sweating this is me when i watch Arsenal. <laughs> He's got, yeah, he's got so, quite yeah, a prominent
0: to, pit stain. Yeah,
1: yeah. I try to avoid watching Arsenal at all costs because you know being quite not being very well and then losing all the you know, all the water that you're trying to keep in your body, so you don't get further uh, dehydrated. Yeah. From, you know, you want you want to keep your sanity, and uh, you know, just watching Arsenal just didn't seem like a good idea to me. So uh, and uh, but luckily, yeah, I was wearing really the first is. leg. It was just so typical. I was like, I knew it. I knew. It. I bloody did I'm gonna nick it right at last and he bloody did. I was like, ugh but um hmm. luckily, yeah. I I um I didn't see the first maybe half hour or so of the game and uh it's like, oh three nil already, look at that. That was quite good. And um Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was yeah, th- th- three nil within twenty five minutes, and we'd also had one disallowed for a, a very uh, fractional offside um, decision that was uh, – it, it was very odd. It was it was sort of d- d- determined by VAR to be offside, and it took them ages to, to yeah. come to that decision. But they weren't showing any of it on the TV um, like they do – I guess it's different from the premiership where you can sort of – you can see them, you know, getting the lines out and kind of working it out, uh, you know, as it's happening. Um I guess they just don't do that in the Europa League because it was just sort of lots of shots of the players waiting around looking confused looking at the ref had his finger in his ear um and then I think by the time they actually showed uh the how the decision was was reached in terms of the you know the, the offside you know it, it, I think it's Smith Rowe's toe was yeah. was just over the line um we'd already gone one nil up so it it <laughs> it, so it, it kind of yeah, didn't really matter at that point, um, but yeah, very strange. And then uh, yeah, we got another goal later on in the second half. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Alex Lacazette, who's in uh, amazing form at the moment, um, got his second of the match. He's now our top scorer um, for for this season, which seems insane. But uh, well, that, uh, well, that's the other thing, isn't it? That um, yeah, we're we're without Pierre Emerick Aubameyang currently, as he is recovering from malaria getting treatment for malaria which he contracted while he was on international duty with uh, with Gabon um so that uh yeah his his absence sort of was a bit of a mystery um until that came out um he posted a a picture of himself on social media in hospital getting getting treatment um on the same day as the um same day as the uh, Europa League match there against Slavia Prague uh, so, yeah, hopefully he comes back soon and sort of rediscovers his form because uh, we
1: need it, frankly. Yeah. So that uh, now I feel kind of um, bad because I kind of felt like, oh, he's not trying anymore. He fell out with Arteta and he's he's given up. He's got that attitude. But mm-hmm. now, now I feel bad. It's like, oh, he's got malaria. Oh, um, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, me. that kind of,
0: it, it sort of, <laughs> It, yeah, when I found that out, it did kind of explain a lot of it. It's like yeah, his last the last couple of matches that he did play, he seemed quite sluggish and like he just didn't have the he didn't have the like the pace that he normally has. Um, and that yeah, so the fact that he was yeah he was like carrying <laughs> carrying malaria um, while playing kind of makes a lot of sense, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, so as is customary, um, we. Followed up that very impressive Europa League display um, with a less than impressive display in the league this
1: weekend. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, that was the problem. Like I said in uh, in our uh, Bona League group chat on Messenger that, oh, the Sheffield United game, hmm. which we won 3 uh, 0. Like like I was worried that, uh you yes. know, the goalkeeper's going to play a blinder and, you know, they're gonna, <laughs> yeah they're going to somehow le- hmm. nick a goal. And, but I was yeah if any of I was talking about Fulham because you know, that was more pro- applicable to how Fulham just basically sat deep goalkeeper pretty much yeah, pl- yeah making quick reflex sl- saves you know, usually that would have got in but no somehow he got in his toe or a <clears throat> fingernail to that and uh, they go to yeah. the never end he, uh, yeah, he was
0: making quite yeah. a lot of uh, I kind of felt um, he was making quite a lot of great reflex saves and
1: yeah, it's been crap all season, and then when they play against us, they're well beers And uh, but
0: I kind of felt well. And that- well, uh, to be fair, Ariola's been Ariola's a, a decent goalkeeper. It's just he obviously there's only so much you can do when you're playing in a team like yeah. Fulham. But I, th- I think he's he's a decent goalkeeper, and obviously <clears> you know proved that um, on Sunday. Uh, and then you know you also got the whole thing of like, again you know we, we had another uh, another goal ruled out. Uh, for offside with v- you know, by VAR with a very yeah. you know like, Saka's there, little toe yeah. or whatever was just in an offside position
1: I felt I felt um, that was the Arsenal agenda it's again to, it's the only it's, yeah, I felt uh, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, no, to it, get us again because
0: ultimately it is the correct decision it's just frustrating when it happens to you but I mean it is that's what ultimately that's what VAR is there for and it is the correct decision um, it's just annoying when it happens to your team. <laughs> um, but the, yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of, you know, that was out of our control. What was in our control is, uh, the fact that not for the first time this season, uh, or even within the last few matches, uh, Gabrielle, uh, <coughs> made a boo-boo and kind of cost us, cost us, a, you know, cost us a goal. Uh, a goal. I mean, Fulham went one nil up through a penalty, uh, just around the hour mark, where th- that was, the penalty was given because he just kind of went in and made yeah. a stupid tackle that didn't need to be made.
1: Just went stuck his toe in, and yeah, it was just yeah easiest. Uh, you know, take take the bait, go down, whatever fuck, and uh, yeah, he needs to uh, he needs to learn that Gabriel needs to not be so rash. He's very aggressive. He needs he sort of needs to learn when to. Pop.
0: It's just, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say aggressive. I think he's just naive. Like it's just, and it's, yeah. but it is. It's happening quite a lot at the moment, and it does. It makes me worry that was is 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 this going to be how he is? Uh, and are we going to regret signing him, or is this just?
1: I don't know, there is this been. just
0: sort of youthful naivety? Is is he still kind of you know? Is this stuff that he's kind of just. Learning
1: still, and I, I think there have been some times where he's been all right. Got he's chipped, he's chipped in a few goals, mm. important goals, especially one against the Olympiacos. Yeah, but, um, he's you know, he needs to like he sort of yeah, got a bit of a David Louise about him where he sort of go in, go in a bit, not really sort of that's what I was going to visualize yeah. what's, what's behind him, I guess, from a defensive point of view, just sort of like maybe, maybe sort of. Hold your position a bit and sort of not. I know the, the Alan Shearer's on the punditry say you got to get tight, you got to get tight. But he's an idiot. You got to don't listen to him. Get tight. You don't don't listen to Alan Shearer. I know he's a good striker, but you, you yeah. know, he talks about defence, so it doesn't make sense. And you know yeah
0: uh, yeah. Let's not forget Alan Shearer did get Newcastle relegated. So yeah. he, you know fuck <laughs> fuck what he says about tactics, frankly.
1: So. You know, you, sometimes you just got to read. You, you, hopefully, that will come as he gets more used to the Premier League, and uh, I don't know if he if he has a yeah someone who can balance that with him because I don't know. I suppose Rob Holding to a certain extent, but um, I don't know if William Saliba's coming back in. Uh, who will be who will be the partnership?
0: There? Yeah, I read that the. the- I read that in the like the sort of the, the gossip column um, that the club are apparently not going to offer David Luiz a new contract, mm. um, basically to make room in the squad for William Saliba, which I think would be a, a good idea. <laughs> yeah, um, like we can't just keep giving him one year contract. Like it's just not. Worth it, and it is. I mean, like you said, Gabrielle seems to have kind of taken over from David Louise in that role of the guy that's just a complete liability at the worst possible moment.
1: Yeah. Um. It was funny. There was a time where United fans wanted him, and uh, now, now I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they're all saying now nah, we never really wanted him. No, it was just a joke. Bro. But um.
0: Yeah. The, Don't need him. They got Harry. They got yeah, Harry Maguire. They got Their own
1: fridge. No, well, Gabriel isn't a fridge. He's just. Yeah. He's just. He's like a. It's like somebody who's just learning to ride a motorcycle. He hasn't done the uh, the uh, the lessons. He's just. Yeah, he's, he's sort of he, crashing into everything because he's going cause too was, fast. And he hasn't got quite disciplined. Um,
0: off the top of my head, is it? I, I'm trying to remember. I, I think the the late goal that we conceded against uh, slavia prague in the, the the home leg was from like a was it from like a free kick or a throw in that that he gave away that he didn't need to that was in like a dangerous area oh, and I remember. um oh, i'm pretty i think a, a couple of the goals in the liverpool match that you know the the i mean thank god we weren't recording that i mean that would have been a very a very dour episode, but yeah, the, the three nil loss to Liverpool, at least one of the goals he was directly at fault for, um, through just, again, kind of, yeah, uh, just naive play and very, very poor game management.
1: Yes. And that's the thing, he needs, either, to be played against the right team, a team that, um, can't beat him for pace, necessarily, or, um, Mm. I don't know you just pick him for uh, for games where you don't you don't mind maybe him get, getting your card or something um,
0: yeah this I, is something that I've sort of been thinking about in regards to quite a few players now yeah. um, you know because there's it's clear that the squad still needs a lot of work and there's a pretty major overhaul that's going to be required in the summer yeah. um, I think there's a few players that uh, could probably stay on as squad players. What, I wouldn't be starting them every match. Uh, so, you know, I think Danny sobias is, is one. Um, he's had a couple of very good games lately. But yeah. again, you know, prior to that, he was making quite a few costly mistakes in uh, very kind of high profile matches. Um, and that was, you know, that was kind of, worrying me um so as you know if if he ends up signing permanently i think he'd be you know a squad player but do not necessarily start him every week um i think pepe's the same um you know on the one hand pepe's had an he's had a, undeniably a very good season in the europa league um i think he's he's got to be our top scorer in the europa league right he's something got five or six goals yeah um and uh, pretty much all of his all of his best performances have come um in the in the Europa League uh, but uh, yeah i would avoid starting him in uh, you know week in week out especially in kind of bigger matches you know games where we've got to play like liverpool or man city or whatever um he's just too easy to play against for you know for for teams that are any good <laughs> um he's just way too easy to play against so i think you know we he, he could probably he could probably just about justify his place in the squad overall, but he's not going to be. I, I don't see him as a like a, a starting eleven week in week out. You may disagree, as you know, as yeah. is uh, you know. I think he's your he's your I, you know.
1: I think you should only play him on the left now. I think I think he's better in that he can go because when he's playing on the right, he can only cut inside and it's all a bit predictable. But I think now on the left. He could either take mm. players on down to the, either cross it or he can cut back. So he's got double, a double or in basketball, I suppose they used to call it like a double. That's, no, that's not really applicable. Um, but yeah, you can go one, <laughs> one, one way or another. So he's got like more options for him,
0: but yeah. Yeah.
1: If just play, don't play him on the right, play him on the left.
0: Um,
2: Yeah. Um I say
0: Callum Chambers we could probably probably keep.
3: Yeah,
1: I um, think he's, he's been, been good.
0: The, yeah, the last few matches where he's sort of been playing he's been playing more. Um he's looked good. I would um, i would know, be... sort of did, fair play to him, you know, he's been out out of the team for a long time but he's he's you know, he's had his chance to get back into the squad and he's he's taken it and he's played really well.
1: My controversial uh, take uh, sell sell Bellerin. <laughs> let's see how this goes
0: i think that might i think that might be what's going what what ends up happening um cuz he seems Arteta seems to favor uh, chambers and uh, cedric now over bellerin yeah um bellerin doesn't seem to be he's not a he's not a fixture in the starting 11 like he was so i think that he, i wouldn't be surprised if he ends up um moving this i mean there's been there's been rumours for years about him going to Barcelona. Um, so, I, I mean, maybe something like that. He might, he might end up going back to Spain, but I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Rob Holding, you know, he's had a, a good season. I mean, it, it's weird. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't... I. Arteta seems to kind of... Um, I don't think it's, it's not – he's it's not sort of just futzing around in the same way that Emery was, where you just got the idea that he didn't actually know what the strongest eleven was. But he does yeah. like to sort of tinker around with that back four. I don't think it, – yeah. it's, it's been very rare that he sort of used the same defense from match to match this season. And I, I, if you ask me to name what our strongest you know, defense was, I, I wouldn't
1: yeah. necessarily
0: know. I think um, – who would be best out of the, the players that we've got.
1: I think I would, I would start Pablo Mari. I think he's been pretty good. Um, he's nice and tall and he can, some, he has somewhat decent ability on the mm. ball. I think Xhaka playing at left back has been pretty yeah. good, decent move as well, because it's almost like for me, it reminds me of um, like... What,
0: yeah, t- what, touch wood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll do, I do that now. Uh, knock on wood. And... Uh, <laughs> But it reminds me of uh, when Manchester City play uh, Zinchenko in that left back, where he sort of he could either play as an extra midfielder, mm. or you know, depending on how they because yeah. he wants he wants to move it out from the back, and so Jacker can either drop back into back four, so it does we don't have to lose any midfielders, or he can move into the midfield. So in many ways, we create an extra midfielder if we need it. So in a sense, having Jacker at left back yeah. is kind of a good. Option, in a sense, but yeah, you know, he can ping a ball. Yeah, if I mean, he needs the, the last
0: couple of matches he's done. I have to admit, he's yeah, he's done very well. Um, as as we said, touch wood because this is Xhaka we're talking about here, and I, he would be one of the players that I would say we could probably move on
1: to. Yeah, uh, think, you know,
0: yeah. we we ultimately I think we have to let him go because this is as as we talked about in a previous episode. He you get the feeling this is, as this is as good as he's going to get, you know, it is we've, we've been very patient with him, uh, as a, as a football club. Um, and there's been times when, you know, we've needed him to, to deliver and he's absolutely done that. And there's been other times where just completely out of nowhere, he's made just an unforced error that's cost us, uh, so badly. um, and you got to say the the instances of both of those things probably average is about to be fifty fifty. You know, I think you, you just yeah. we 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 probably just about break even on Granite Jacker, I would say,
1: yeah, more or less. He didn't. Uh, I always always thought when he first arrived, he would be like almost like a jabby Alonso. I was hoping he would be like pinging those long balls, mm. just hitting them just like they were. Just like nothing. He was just no. He sort of became sort of very yeah. Just uh, he's average midfielder. Just all you could do, yeah, he could just... just sort of hit, like a,
0: like a bad...
1: Yeah, like a very, very, very cheap value, um, sort of, uh, very, very basic uh, defensive midfielder, just sort of, he can hit a long ball, he has very... Yeah, big, I was going to say,
0: like a, 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 like a bad Emmanuel Petit, you know, yeah. like a, like a, in, in that, in that mold, like a bad, a bad Vieira.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's sort of just very...
2: Um, yeah, you know, just it's just there.
1: Just he could, he can hit a ball, yeah, but that's a solid,
0: uh, solid six out of ten,
1: yeah, Yeah. more or less, yeah.
0: Um, but that's the, yeah, like I said, he'd be, he'd be one of the ones I think we can, uh, we can, we can say goodbye to, um. In, oh, well, I forgot to... <laughs> we started talking about the Fulham match and then kind of got a bit sidetracked with, with Arsenal overall. Um, we we managed to uh, get an equaliser in the 97th minute, um, mm. which uh, threw Eddie Nketiah, his, his first goal in a while. Um, partly because he hasn't really played that much to be to be fair but um yeah he came came off the bench to replace uh Lacazette who went off holding his hamstring and that looked pretty bad hopefully that doesn't turn out to be anything too serious because obviously with Aubameyang recovering from malaria I mean we don't know how long that's going to take um we don't really and again you know the, the goal scoring form Lacazette's been in um and the kind of his uh, leadership, I you know the, the way he's captained the side while uh, yang has been out has been has been very good, and he seems to have a um, he seems to have quite a sort of you know connection to the younger players. You know, he seems to have a good relationship with you know Smith Rowe and Saka and Reece Nelson and all those guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, that would be quite a big blow to our hopes in the Europa League if um, if that's a long term injury uh, for for Laka.
1: Yeah. It feels like, oh man, it feels kind of like too little, too late. Like, be, if he was made captain now, you feel like he's coming to later years of his football career. I don't know how long he would have at Arsenal after this season. You don't know how, lo- how mm. good he would be after this. Um, But I, I, I yeah. I think there was an episode, and I will admit, I think there was an episode. I don't know which one, where I may have said like, "Ah, oh, I think like, set, he's not here. I think he might have to go. He's not. He's, he's not got it in him anymore." And once again, yeah. I just show how how I know absolutely nothing about football, and uh, yeah, well,
0: well, I think to be fair, to be no, I, I I'll, I'll say to you know to, to be fair to you at that point. I, th- I believe that was sort of when we were going through that really awful patch kind of just before Christmas where um, he was kind of, where Lacazette was sort of not playing up front. He was sort of playing in the yeah, like the number 10 role nine, and he was having to play. Yeah. yeah, he was sort of playing deeper and it really just doesn't. And that is something that I don't, I, it, <laughs> I do always sort of feel a bit like when I see him kind of coming deep to get the ball, I'm always a bit like, why are you, don't go that deep. You're supposed to be the center forward. Um, you know, cause it's like, once you get the ball, who is, you, you know, you're the one they're supposed to be passing it forward to if they get the ball there. So stay up, but you know, whatever. he, He's found a way to make it work for himself. So whatever. But yeah, I think when you, when you said that it was when he was sort of basically being played out of position hmm. in a role that he was not comfortable mm-hmm. with and that just didn't work uh, for the, for the team. So it, yeah, I on paper, yeah, it probably did look like it, it. That was it, you know. There's he's. What is he still doing here when we got other players that can do that better? But you know, it turns out that you know, if you got like someone that is just an out-and-out striker and you play them as one, um, they're more likely to get goals. Who knew?
1: Yeah, crazy football is like that, you know. When you're not trying to mm. do your. Football wankery tactics, and you just basic four, four two, yeah. three, one. You're the striker, you, you hang around penalty box. None of this dropping deep and going outside and coming indoors and going in and out of the kitchen and yeah, going up and Wiping down the fleet instead. You what? It's, it's round
0: the corner, Yeah
1: you know, going around
0: jumpers for goalposts,
1: All, small boys in the park. What's the score? 17 and 12. Um, well, look boy's got to go
0: home because um, making tea. Anyway. <laughs> Rubbing the ball in dog muck, making your friend head it, marvellous. Uh, yeah, we almost we almost lost all of that. You know, the the ESL almost killed yeah. football. So what would I what f- would Ron Manager say if he was yeah. alive? If he was with us today,
1: football isn't it mm.
0: enduring image? Mm, you know, mm. ESL, mm, uh. ESL, EDM. Skrillex, <laughs> Deadmau5, or Dead mouse Is it? Hmm. Hard to say. Coachella.
2: Oh, in the desert, you say? Getting getting high on
1: 420 of all days. It is. I mean, we've got to remember, it's
0: 420. 420? That's an Americanism. Over here, it's 24. Jack Bauer, 24.
1: There's a bomb going off.
0: Um, Kiefer Sutherland.
1: Sunderland. Uh, <laughs> I know I what's, seven, seven, uh, seven, 2 I'll
0: weigh the lads man. 7-2 uh,
1: Man United uh, at Sunderland I don't know there was a was there,
0: yeah it? that's that's enough of that riff <laughs> I think before we we don't want to get sued Stadium by of light. Paul Whitehouse for doing for doing such a good impression of his of his <laughs> beloved character um yeah So, yeah, so we ended up drawing one all with uh, Fulham, who were, you know, basically going to get relegated now. Um, Really fucking disappointing. I mean, that should have been, you know, we have a history of sort of uh, playing very well against Fulham. You know, I think that the stat that they kept, and I I thought it might happen because the stat that they kept repeating throughout the match and even in the build-up to the match is that Fulham have never beaten Arsenal. At home, so they they they've never ever like in twenty nine matches. I think they've never beaten Arsenal at Highbury or at the Emirates. Um, So it was like, okay, well, obviously,
2: records are to be broken, mate.
0: Exactly. Um, So yeah, and you know, it's like you said, it's almost it's almost exactly what you predicted was going to happen um, against Sheffield United. You just sort of. You said it a week early, you know. Um, it was just, yeah, the Sheffield United match was very because, like, we we'd been on such a sort of dodgy run coming into <sighs> the the Sheffield United match. Um, we we needed to win that game, but like, not just win it. We needed to like win it by a lot because you know if if we if we just squeaked a one nil win against Sheffield United, that wouldn't have kind of that wouldn't really have meant anything like Sheffield United have been, <laughs> you know, they, they've been so poor. They've been one of the kind of, one of the worst teams in the premiership since that season that Derby, uh, got relegated, you know? Yeah. So it, 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 doesn't really mean much if you, if you just barely beat them for a team of Arsenal's supposed stature anyway. Um, so yeah, a three nil win against them was kind of exactly what the doctor ordered. Hmm. And we could have had, you know, we could have had a, a few more goals in that. But yeah, we we did the job, did it very professionally. Uh, everybody, we all looked good going forward. You know, Lacazette, Ceballos, Saka, Martinelli all looked good when we, you know, when we, we moved forward. Um, and then, yeah, another great win in, in midweek in the Europa League. And then we go into the match against Fulham and it's kind of you know some of the just more of the same old bullshit you know more more inconsistencies uh, points against teams that we should be beating comfortably
1: you think the Arsenal train is up and running again it's like here we go come on to the end of the season we can get just try and get you know sixth or fifth or something I don't know and then ah draw with Fulham well it was uh it was fun it was fun for a week or so it was having a nice time uh they tease you like that Arsenal really it should have
0: been because it is we haven't won back-to-back league games since January which is pretty fucking bad Um, and you know if we weren't (laughs) you get the feeling that if we weren't going to get back-to-back wins against Sheffield United and Fulham (laughs) then we're just never gonna it's not gonna happen (laughs) you know if we can't get back-to-back wins against those two teams um, then God help you know may God have mercy on us Mm. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, this is the, um,
1: this is the end. My only friend. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's, it's not the end until, uh, we're out of the Europa League, you know, where I I think basically Arteta still has a job, uh, as long as he can, for as long as Arsenal are in the Europa League, so if he, you know we take it all the way, we can take us all the way and we end up winning it, yeah, then he'll you know, fine, you know, all all is well. Not all is forgiven, but <laughs> you know that proves that that proves that what he's trying to do is working to some extent. He just needs more time.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, but yeah, if we don't end up winning it, I think you know the 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 second that we go out of the competition, um. Oh, you got to imagine that. That's it. He's he's fired. That's it. He's gone.
1: Yeah. I guess it, 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 if it's like a very tight, um, you know, one goal, like one away goal by Villarreal or something, that would be quite. But I don't know, if it, if, it, if I don't think Villarreal. I'm tempting fate, but, but I don't know. I don't think Villarreal will necessarily be like a re attacking and you know Trying to Score like three or four goals I don't know I've, see, I've seen them play And it feels like I mean they have that Striker Gerard Gerard Marino I think he's One of the He's probably going to be at One of these big clubs He's gone Big Good scoring form mm. But the rest of the team Is fairly Yeah we can We can take that team on I mean it's not like They're very I mean I think I think we Do have a chance Somewhat But oh. Hope to fate again but uh, screw mm. it. I think we could I don't I don't I let's let's not uh
0: I mean that yeah because that's I mean the other thing is yeah that's something that's being talked about a lot is that you know there's a very real possibility of a uh you know a, a Man United Arsenal final um yeah. I mean well yeah we could end up with an all an all English Europa League final and an all English Champions League final um which would be you know that'd be fun yeah um but I don't know I I mean I I would say I'll say this if we do get to the final and it's it's us versus Man United I fancy our chances against United more than I more than I more than I fancied our chances against Chelsea a couple of years ago when we played them in the final
1: yeah yeah I think think the familiarity and just everything but yeah you you almost want them at that stage to like just go balls to the wall just fucking go for it just like try to score as many yeah. as you can, like a basketball score. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool if we, yeah, we can get like just an insane, like aggregate score um, against Villarreal. That would, that would be great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Is there, is there any more Arsenal stuff to talk about? We've, I mean, well, there probably is, but we, we, uh, nothing kind of, there's no point talking about all of it.
1: So, oh, sorry I sniffed again, listeners.
0: Um
1: oh dear. Where's that gone
0: then? I we'd probably have to edit this out, but you've apparently you've you've left the Google meeting. It's just me now.
1: I might have touched something. Um No it'll be alright, sorry. Um Hang on, hang on a sec. Hang on, hang
2: on. Sorry. There you go. Sorry about yeah, my, I, don't know, I don't
1: know whether I accidentally right. pressed something. Uh, I'll keep this in, it'll be alright. Uh
0: all right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, we got. Yeah, we got to keep this in for the yeah. <laughs> for I'm not. It raw, I, keep it I'm, real. I'm not
1: cutting out all the snorting and sniffing and coughing I've been doing. Uh, it takes too long. And, uh, <laughs> but um,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: So apologies for anyone that's listening like, in headphones. Like when um, I, but you know,
1: when you're on the Garage Band, you have the big start in your WAV file, and you cut it in half. It's like you're not making it like now. You have no, got two. You kind of four, eight, twelve. It's like oh my god! Now I've got loads. It's like I want to keep it simple. I just give one, yeah. two, three. Now that'd be, that'd be fine. Each segment of the, anyway. Yeah. You don't want to be so. Don't, don't listen to this in headphones. Out all the, um, you know.
0: Listen to it. Listen to it on full volume out of the like your phone speaker, um, especially if you're in public. Yeah. Um, you know, just mainly just to get the word out, you know. You could be at Laundrette so people, listening to it and be know, like,
1: hey, what are you listening to? Oh, the Junior Funners. And it's, it would be like that advert where the guy's playing guitar in the Laundrette and everyone starts having a party. Like, yeah, and there was yeah, a, a party at
3: Laundrette.
0: <laughs> that's something that a cool person would do, yeah. He hasn't
1: even got it plugged in, but somehow it's making fucking biggest noise. Mm. Anyway. Being a guitar nerd and I was sitting there like, he hasn't yeah. even got that thing plugged in.
3: It's, he would just be sitting there going it upside
1: down. He noise. Yeah. sitting so
0: this isn't quite a bit of a little bit of a little
1: bit of a Yeah, I mean. I mean, might Anyone just, that brings uh, a
0: guitar with them to a public space should be sort of executed anyway, really. But yeah.
1: Unless they're an um, actual band that has been yeah, this, given I mean, permission by the local council to perform. Uh,
0: no. Whatever. Yeah. That's the only way I, I can enjoy music is if it's been uh, sanctioned by yes. a local government. Um, we've got nothing else to talk about Arsenal wise have we I mean like I said we you know we could kind of dredge over all yeah. this sort of month's mm. worth of games that we've missed but really who has the time um, yeah. Chelsea Brighton, still nil nil um, so mm. yeah Chelsea Chelsea seem rattled by this whole thing uh, yeah um, so let's take a break then and when we come back um, we will we'll do more of the podcast will not that be nice? All right. Back in a minute. Okay. And we're back. Um, so, yeah, it's been like a month since we uh, last recorded. Um, Lawrence, you been up to anything?
1: Uh, just been ill. Um, all sorts of things. I don't know how much I want to get to my own actual other things that are happening in my life.
0: Great. Here's cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation, of course, is the part of the show where we uh, talk about things that we... (laughs) I hadn't finished.
1: (laughs) Very rude. Uh,
0: So I I just assumed that you had. You said you didn't want to get into your own uh, private life. Uh, um, no,
1: no, no. Yeah, fine, the cultural fine.
0: appropriations where we talk about things that we like that you, the listener, may also like. um You know, f- telly and music and films and that, you know, is all that kind of crap. um So, yeah, uh, Lawrence, you know, is, is there anything in the last sort of month or so that you've uh, you, you want to recommend to people?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I would like to do a number of things I would like to recommend to people. Um, <clears throat> let's just do music first. I've uh, been listening to um let's see. You know the band Kansas? You know the uh
0: Yes, Carry On My Wayward Sons. Yes.
1: Well, that particular song features on this album. Uh it's called Left Overture. Um so check that out. This nice. Way. And um and I've got another one, here. uh Michael M Ma- Don- that does
0: does that also have Dust in the Wind on it?
1: Um, I have to check again. I, I can't remember song names. I'm never good at s- remembering song names. But uh, um, I've been listening to um, Michael, McDon- Michael McDonald of um, Doobie Brothers oh, fame. Yeah. Um, an album he made. He did called it "If That's What It Takes," which I've been really really enjoyed that one. Yeah. And I'm um, also getting into Steely Dan. I'm such an old man. I, I like all my. 70s yes, soft rock. Yes, mate. Yes, Steely Dan. I mean, can't buy a thrill. You know, you just you start status, I like that one. That's a good. Uh, there's lots of other good records. Fucking... Um, what was the other one? I well, also like Steely Steely. I mean,
0: yeah, they got <laughs> so many bangers. So it's, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, there was which one last record that i am been listening to. Um, I think I saved
2: somewhere, and I can't remember where I put it.
1: Um, <coughs> oh, this is I mean typical. Uh, but um, I've been watching. I watched. Um, uh, you know the film The Three Amigos with Steve Martin and Chevy Chase, and
0: uh, yes, I can't remember the other Martin man. Martin Short.
1: Yeah, Martin Short. And uh, Martin I, Short. I, yes, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Even though it's just a silly comedy movie but I really enjoyed the film uh, The Three Amigos really, really funny. It's been
0: a while movie. since I've seen it but yeah I do I remember I remember liking it a lot. It is kind of I mean yeah, you're right it is a very t- t- silly uh, film but yeah it's, it's a lot of fun
1: um, What was the other one? Oh,
0: it's always- I believe that film is co-written by uh, Lorne Michaels I think it's the one of the only Writing credits he has. Um I'm just looking that up now. You carry on talking, I'm just gonna check. I
1: uh, will I'll give a shout out to um this well he's I don't think he's no longer with us, but he was a guitar player called Roy Clark, who um is he was yes. way, way he had um some few T V appearances. He was on um, the Odd Couple uh, way back in the day. And um you can see it on YouTube. And um, he does a couple of songs on the um, on the show. Uh, that he's, he's a pretty impressive guitar player, especially when um, there was another performance he did. Where I was maybe early sixties or maybe fifties, where he does um, Johnny Cash. Here, here, my train of co- it's coming round the bend, and he's playing, yeah, making sound effects with his guitar. I think he's using the baritone, but he's, used, he's like make. a shot a band and huh. Reno, and he uses the guitar and makes a very fast trill effect and mutes the string, and t- <laughs> just to watch him die. Huh. It's quite funny. It's quite good. I mean, it's yeah. He's kind of one of these blending of sort of comedy with very good skill for guitar playing. He also also has like almost like a Les Dawson element, yeah. Where he, there are some performances mm. he does where he deliberately plays badly at first but then he actually plays really really sort of tricks you into it it's, yeah, it's quite funny. That is, I re- I that's that's really so
0: like difficult it. to do man like that is that I mean that that Les Dawson routine is so fucking funny like it's, it's anyone that hasn't seen it do look it up on on YouTube because obviously like Les Dawson has a reputation I think mainly for just you know being like the archetypical kind of my mother-in-law you know like the, the just the kind of big fat northern comedian that does like mother-in-law jokes but it's like he was actually like an insanely talented piano player. And he had like, he just did that whole routine where it was like, he just kind of like playing the piano, like really shittily, but then still like turning to the camera and winking, like he's nailing it. Like it's, it's so funny.
1: Um, I think that's mostly
0: also, um, just before, just before you get to your, 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 uh, uh next recommendation, if you've got any, um, so there's, there's three credited writers on the three amigos. And I, I was right that Lorne Michaels was, was one of them. Um, the second one is, is Steve Martin. And the third one, um, I, I'll see if you can get, cause it's, it, it's someone that you definitely have, will have heard of someone that, you know, someone that we may have even recommended on a, a previous cultural appropriation. Um, but just see if you can take a stab at the, like the, the last, the last writer of the, uh, of the three amigos screenplay.
1: Oh, <sighs> um, Someone we've mentioned before.
0: Weirdly, kind of, I suppose he's, he does sort of fit. he's sort of, I, he does kind of fit in with the uh, kind of seventies, like a lot of the seventies music that you, you we've we've just been talking about. Kind of, you know, your Steely Dan and Michael McDonald. He's not. He's not. I wouldn't. He's not sort of in that yacht rock category, but he's definitely from that same sort of era.
1: Oh God, I can't. I just my head's full of snot, and I can't. I can't mm. think. <laughs> um okay
0: not um it's someone that's done he's done a lot of music for very successful films uh sort of
1: oh randy newman that's it randy newman isn't
0: it yes it's randy newman yeah randy newman is uh is the yeah the 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 other screenwriter It's directed by john landis as well Man, there's a lot of a lot of big names in this movie um but yeah, yeah. Randy Newman, Lorne Michaels, and Steve Martin all wrote the Three Amigos together, which is wild.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. There does, you know, there are a couple of songs where you do hear his voice, Randy Newman's voice, and um, yeah. There's just that one joke by uh, Chevy Chase, where it's like, so, well one of the Mexican ladies is like, "You could maybe, lady, you can kiss me on the veranda," and he says, oh, "No, lips will be fine." I I just thought that was a great great joke. <laughs> Loved it.
0: Nice. Yeah, that is. That's a yeah. That's a solid so piece then, of business. Um, for some
1: reason people don't seem to like Chevy Chase, but everything I've seen him in, I always thought he was really funny. And for some reason, people. Well, he's like like in person. He can be a bit of a dick or something, or he's.
0: Yeah, he is like a, he's a huge cunt um, in in person, but I mean, it is, there's there's no. There's no denying that he is incredibly funny in, you know, in in quite a lot of things that he's been in. I mean, he was great in community, you know, most recently he was great in community. Um the the TV series. I mean, yeah, you know, like like Caddy he's fantastic in that and um I was never uh I mean uh, I mean people love those um uh vacation movies you know the national lampoon vacation movies and the the fletch movies as well like you know there's a lot of people sort of really hold those in. i mean you know he was part of the he was part of the original s and l cast you know he was in the the first the first cast of s and l
1: yeah oh well unfortunately i cannot remember i had it already and I, i've recommended a lot anyway but um uh, to uh get some more stuff for next yeah. time but uh yeah there you go listeners um
0: did you have any I, I forgot i probably should have uh asked this before we went into um cultural appropriation did you have any any takes on uh, on wrestlemania obviously being a you know a, a wrestling well, fan? did you see anything or is anything any-
1: i haven't i not i haven't watched any of it but i probably should but um I don't really have much of a take because uh, to be honest I saw a
0: photo of Hulk Hogan dressed like a pirate.
1: Yeah. I don't really have much care what really goes on at all wrestling nowadays because it's kind of is not well, <clears throat> not that it wasn't ridiculous back in back in my day, but it kind of just mm. there isn't really like just isn't the same, you know. It's it's just kind of bland and I don't know. It, it's just i mean i I still like wrestling, I still like wrestling, too obviously fake. yeah too, it's too, too fake, you know, I know that' wrestling, too corporate, yeah, it's too corporate, yeah, it's too fake, <laughs> you know it doesn't it's a problem wrestling nowadays, it's uh you know eventually you just become a parody of yourself, and you know, not that the attitude era had didn't have its moments of you know, but I think um back in the nineties, the wrestling it sort of uh, had a bit of an edge to it. It was sort of it's sort of weirdly the, the young the kids really got into wrestling. You know, like kids nowadays I mean, it, are just like, do they really it, like it, wrestling? i don't, um,
0: <laughs> like, such a gatekeeper, man. Not not
1: a gatekeeper, you but I just
0: really like wrestling.
1: It's like, do kids do kids like wrestling as much as they did when I was a kid? Because you know? there were kids that would turn up with like... I mean, wrestling... You know, rest, rest, wrestlers' t- s- merchandise on, literally, like... Kids in my day, they would literally wear... Yeah,
3: kids
0: still
1: do still that, that, man. Do that. I mean,
0: it's just... There's, it's
1: not that like I'm gatekeeping, I just... There's
0: just... There's more... There's, there's more for them to, you know... There's more content than ever before, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the, back in... Back in our day, you know, there was only, we only had, (laughs) we only had 200 channels. Now there's like 900 and YouTube. It's
2: like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's not that I, I didn't, I I don't
1: really have much of a take. That's my, that's my take is, uh, wrestling today is sort of, eh, it's not really, it's not really, I mean, I just like all the old stuff. I just like going on. YouTube and looking up all the old stuff. I, I don't really have much interest in what's going on right I now. I mean,
0: yeah, to your point, wrestling did it, it. literally used to have more of an edge because Edge uh, used to be wrestling.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, now he's like he <laughs> was in acting and uh, stuff. He was in the WrestleMania with the Triple Threat with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. I think the only yeah I've mentioned about Roman Reigns, like they've made him a heel, which is what they should have done. But he's still not getting around the fact that he yeah. still he still keeps winning all the time. That's the that's the problem. He's he wins all the time. Like he he cannot lose to they, anybody.
0: Yeah, they just
2: can't.
1: It's like I, it's I just,
2: don't yeah, care. whoever's
0: idea it was to like bring him in was just like it. Like they just can't. They can't back down. You know, they're just like they, okay, we'll make him a heel, but he still wins all the time.
1: They uh. They released a lot of um, wrestlers as well, including um, Samoa Joe, which I thought was a bit of a shock release. Samoa Joe, you want to get rid of Samoa Joe? I saw there
0: was yeah, there was a huge controversy on on Twitter about that. I saw lots of people were very angry.
1: Yeah, and Samoa Joe is a pretty decent guy. He's very good. Oh, he's just I a series of just unfortunately just getting injured all the time, and I don't know. Hmm. He's but uh, he's. He should. He should have been. Come on the pod. Yeah, he should have be been. Tell your side of the story. You know, one of the big, big, big. You know, elite top card. You know, because he, he has the ability. He's got. He got. He what can mean, talk he on he the mic.
0: He should form his, his own. <laughs> he should have been an elite. He should have. He should have formed his own uh, breakaway okay. super wrestling federation. Yeah. Yeah. With like twelve.
1: Well, he could join uh, twelve
0: other wrestlers.
1: You've <laughs> got all elite wrestling now. I mean, I I tried watching a bit of All Elite Wrestling. It's just kind of near... It feels just like TNA with a bit more kind of acrobatics, I guess.
0: Ooh, TNA!
2: Because
1: TNA just got all the WWE rejects back in the mid-2000s. And then AEW Mm. is just basically just doing that now. They're just getting all the guys who who Vince McMahon didn't want. And they're all just going to AEW. It's like Big Show, now AEW. It's like, yeah, who cares about Big Show nowadays? Who cares about anybody? <laughs> it's
0: like, um, it's like when Harry Redknapp was uh, the manager at QPR. You know, it's just that whenever <laughs> other players you know, players from around the Premiership age out of their contracts, they all just sign for QPR. So yeah. it became like a, it became like a retirement home for Premier League <laughs> players, like the average. <laughs> The average age of their squad was 28 and a half, um, which, which is insane for a, a, for a club that was at that point in the premiership. But um, yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay, so your, your take on WrestleMania is that you have no take.
1: Yeah, because I, I didn't see it. But um, one last thing I just mentioned about AEW is like, I mean, the main sort of heels are Chris Jericho and he's got with him Mike Tyson. It's like this isn't 1997. Oh, what? Like Mike Tyson yeah. is like is old, and Chris Jericho is old, but he's still yeah, he got he's still got the physique and long and hair, but he's like, he's an old man as well. <laughs> and it's like they these two to try to act like this. Also, so such it's like Mike
0: Tyson's like I'm not like I'm not really comfortable with the kind of uh, like rehabilitation of Mike Tyson's uh, kind of public image, given that. You know, he's quite a horrible piece of shit, really. You know, he's like not not a nice guy. You know, he's a he's a convicted rapist, you know, it's like it just yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I I don't I don't like seeing Mike Tyson pop up in things. Yeah. Um it's yeah, it's it's kinda of gross. Um also isn't Chris Jericho a big Trump guy. Yeah.
1: Apparently he was all that. Yeah. He's one of those guys now. Yeah but it's
0: like although i can't really i it i always i can't really like talk about you know it's like on this on this show whenever we talk about someone like you know someone in the public being like a trump supporter or whatever i have to remember that you know this is a show about arsenal and we're yeah. owned by fucking stan kroger <laughs> we're
1: owned by yeah so uh, we're not beholden to uh, yeah. stan kroger we going to slag him off uh, yeah yeah you no, but it's
0: just the fact that we're doing you know, on a <laughs> podcast about Arsenal, yeah, it's like yeah. we're gonna be like, Oh, they're a they're a Trump guy. Yeah. Ugh, couldn't be me. Anyway, back to the <laughs> back to the foot the you know, back I to think, one of many sports teams that's owned by famous shithead Stan Cronker.
1: Yeah. I think when people you know, if you say you're an Arsenal fan, obviously I don't think people Oh, that means you love Stan as I know. Like, no one thinks that everyone can hate their owner. Look no. at Man United. I mean, they all, even when they're doing well, they hate, they oh the man the owners aren't doing enough to invest. We need to invest. Go like, on about
0: you? yeah. The, the the owners aren't <laughs> investing enough in letting us letting us spend one hundred million pounds on every player that we sign. Um, yeah. But anyway, this is the part of the show where we we don't talk about football. We we shouldn't we we we're backsliding. We shouldn't be doing that. Um, you did, did? You have any any more recommendations? Was, was that it? I
1: think that's unless because uh, the other <coughs> night, I, the other night I watched uh, Rocky. That's a good film. Watch uh, <laughs> Rocky. Watch Rocky.
0: Yes, um, friend of the show uh, and, and former guest uh, Joe um, was telling me recently that he's uh, recently rewatched all of the Rocky films in order. Um, which uh, that seems like a fun fun time. I think I, I've got to, I've got to do that at some point, but yeah, the, yeah, the first, at least the first few Rocky films are, uh, are really great. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll co-sign on that recommendation. Check out, check out Rocky.
1: And, uh, that's, that's all. A big bumper pack of recommendations there. hope you enjoyed me making up for yeah. delayed, delaying the, the recording. Hmm.
2: The-
0: um, my recommendations, I I I don't think I, I I haven't got quite as many to recommend as uh as as you. Um I'll say uh I enjoy well, enjoy is probably not the right word. Um at the moment on the the iPlayer, there's a, a a new documentary by by Louis Theroux uh called Shooting Joe Exotic, uh, which is all about uh Joe Exotic, the the guy who was the subject of the Tiger King um documentary series that came out around this time last year on Netflix and Obviously, was a was a huge hit. Um, Joe Exotic, he, Louis Theroux had previously interviewed him uh, about 10 years ago for a, 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 another documentary he was making about uh, people that um, I think keep you know exotic animals in captivity. Um, so Joe Exotic, I think uh, it, it, the documentary starts with uh, Louis Theroux basically receiving a letter from Joe Exotic in prison saying, uh, I need to speak to him. He's the only one that can tell my story. So yeah, he goes back to um to kind of, you know, revisit um the whole kind of uh circus surrounding <laughs> Joe Exotic. But I mean it is it it's it's interesting because it sort of um it underlines the point that the it underlines sort of the the thing that certainly I came away with uh having watched the the Tiger King series on Netflix, which I don't think there's been a big enough deal made of, um, you know, because when it, when it came out, everyone was like, oh my God, you know, everybody, everybody was talking about, oh my God, this is so crazy. You know, the story is so crazy. This guy, Joe Exotic, he's such a weirdo. Everybody, everybody in this documentary is so crazy. You know, there's these, these weird characters and they're all, they're all mental. Um, and it is true that pretty much everyone, <laughs> everyone that that's, uh, interviewed in, uh, the Tiger King documentary series, could be the subject of their own documentary. It really is a you know a, a, a more colorful cast of characters you're unlikely to, to ever come across. Um, but the thing that to to me at least, not enough people were kind of talking about was the fact that it, it by the end it it is re- it it gets really sad and really dark at the end. <laughs> um, that's kind of that was sort of the, the main thing that I took away from it is that you know it, it's all kind of like it's all very well kind of having this sort of like crazy cast of kooks um that are all you know weird and kind of bumping up against each other in different ways and all these sort of weird theories and possible conspiracies that may or may not have happened um but ultimately it is quite a sad story that that is quite dark and i think louis Theroux really kind of gets to the heart of that and really kind of explores that side of it a lot more which i thought was was very good and and Frankly, <laughs> needed to be done, um, especially given that the news this week that I think it, uh, NBC in America uh, uh, they're casting a a mini series based on uh, on the Tiger King. So they're going to do, which I can't. What the fuck is the appeal of that? They're going to do like a a, a, a mini like a dramatic mini series about a documentary. They're going to do like a fake dramatized version of something that's already real. Like you know it the <laughs> essentially doing a less interesting version of the thing that already exists, but whatever. Um yeah, so I think it, it it's um it yeah the the uh, the Louis through documentary is on the iPlayer at the moment. It's been up for a, a few weeks. But yeah check check that out. I believe it's yeah shooting Joe Exotic um is, is the name of it. Um and what else do I want to back Oh Brockhampton have a new album out. Um love Brockhampton um been a a big fan of theirs for for a few years at this point i was lucky enough when i went to la a few years ago i was lucky enough to see them live at a a festival um yeah they got a new album out called uh, roadrunner new light new machine um it just uh, yeah real just so many bangers on it just a great kind of i mean they're they're such a kind of eclectic collective of sort of different styles you know obviously it's primarily hip-hop but They refer to themselves as a boy band, um, you know, in an attempt to kind of like redefine that term so that, you know, they're kind of a a hip hop boy band, lots of different styles, lots of different personalities within the group. Um, The kind of de facto leader, Kevin Abstract, is uh, openly gay. So a lot of the songs kind of deal with that subject matter about being like, a you know, an openly gay uh, black man. Well, I mean, he's still a kid. I don't feel like he's in his early 20s, but, like you know, dealing with his sexuality growing up in Texas and moving to California and, you know, finding this band they formed i think the majority of the members uh met each other through a Kanye West fan forum uh which is how they formed the band uh which is which is amazing um but yeah yeah their new album they they released the first single from it um a few weeks ago which featured Danny Brown uh, buzz cut featuring Danny Brown um uh, i mean I, I love Danny Brown as well i feel like i've recommended his stuff before but if not check him out um but yeah yeah the new brockhampton album is uh, is out and that's uh, that's just fantastic. And, um, I don't know, finally got around to watching Narcos on Netflix. That's been out for many years at this point. Um, yeah, it's probably worth watching. It's nothing, nothing groundbreaking. Um, you know, from like a TV point of view, I mean, I, I do wonder if, you know, uh, maybe it could have been boiled down into just a, like a straight documentary series as opposed to being like a, a drama. Cause it's a, drama, you know it's, it's it's real stuff but it's a you know dramatized version of it but yeah that's that's pretty interesting all about like you know pablo escobar and all the drug kingpins um in in Colombia, sort of in the 80s and early 90s um so yeah if you've not i mean I, again i'm probably the last person to have started watching it but um if for some reason you haven't watched narcos yeah, check it out i'm on season two and it's, it's still pretty good um that just about does it for the, the 50th episode of, of Junior Funners. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Junior Funners. Um, you can send us an email if you want to, you know, congrats, send us any congratulations or, uh, or you know, uh, any, any messages of support on our, on our, big, our big 5-0. Uh, you can email us at JuniorFunners at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook as well. Lawrence and I are also uh, on on Twitter, independently of each other. Uh, Lawrence, you are at IB Online. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, yeah. recently, cracked four hundred. You, you're over the four hundred yes. follower mark now.
1: Yeah. God, it was a quite so a work. Cause congratulations, you'd get like I don't know, three followers a day, and then someone would either you know unfollow me or would deactivate or suspend it or whatever. It's just that's how Twitter is. But eventually mm-hmm. we got over just over four hundred. But um now we've got to get up to five hundred. I don't know where I can do that in a week. Unless I but um I haven't been I think I I, I I I don't know, I always thought maybe it was my intense Twitter posting that got me made me ill, but um probably not. I think it was uh, other things. But
0: made you a star
1: yeah i think I think it was yeah probably not getting enough sleep as well that was the other thing um yeah,
0: yeah that'll lead to that'll lead to posting for sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then not, not sleeping enough that'll lead to some yeah a lot of posters disease
1: go going for a, a walk in an area that I hadn't been in in ages where like, you know all the plants and trees it's you know springtime now and all the and then I pro- I I I assume I probably you've got a pollen infection or I don't know, something sinusy infectiony, mm. but yeah, really knocked me for six that it? Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: well, like we said, it, it's not the it's not the Rona, so that's that's a big relief. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully by the next time we record, um, yeah, you're feeling back in in tip top shape. Um, if you do get to 500 followers, I think that'll mean you've uh, you've got more than double uh the amount of followers that i do um yeah. so you know share some of that wealth um you know throw throw me an rt if you wake well, up i'm a, I'm but private at the moment yeah, but private. you know what i mean yeah. yeah yeah i gotta stay i gotta stay private for a little while it's uh it, yeah unfortunately um but yeah follow both of us yeah lawrence is at ib online i'm at ollie munster um Hopefully, yeah, not gonna be as we're not gonna leave another month long gap uh, between this and the, the next episode. I, I think it's not gonna be too long before it, we are gonna hit the the two year anniversary of uh of the show. So we yeah. should probably line up something for that. It feels like we should <laughs> celebrate it. Um but uh yeah, you know. Whatever. We'll see. You know, because we're an Arsenal podcast, it sort of depends on whether we feel like celebrating or if there's anything to celebrate. So we'll see what happens. Uh, But in the meantime, bye.